it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go. And we've got some Coleman for your stocking. This your signature? No comment. It's okay, Susan. You oh, can answer. Sorry, that's my signature. Sorry. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, December 6th. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Tom Holland may be all tied up in the web of Spider-Man, but the 25-year-old Brit will soon be sinking his acting chops into another graceful high flyer. Holland confirmed to an AP reporter at the London premiere of Spider-Man No Way Home that he'll be playing legendary actor, dancer, and singer Fred Astaire. The script came in a week ago. I haven't read it yet. They haven't given it to me. I know that Amy Pascal has the script. She FaceTimed me earlier. I was in the bath, and we had a lovely FaceTime. What a time to fill him in on the script. Holland seems a natural fit for this role. The actor is a trained dancer and started his career in 2008 on the London stage, starring in Billy Elliot the Musical, based on the 2000 film of the same name. When Sex and the City returns to HBO Max in the form of And Just Like That later this week, Kim Cattrall, who portrayed Samantha on the original series and in two films, will not be part of it. This we know. But that doesn't mean Samantha is resting in peace. In an interview with the New York Times, showrunner and executive producer Michael Patrick King revealed that Samantha is not dead on the new show, saying, quote, nobody's dead. Nobody. That also means Chris Noth's big isn't dead either, which we already knew, or at least suspected, from photos and teaser footage. In fact, the series also won't address cast member Willie Garson's real-life death. Garson died during the filming of And Just Like That, but King says acknowledging it on screen wouldn't fit with the tone they wanted to achieve. It may have been another quiet weekend at the box office, but that didn't stop Encanto from continuing its spellbinding hold on the box office. Disney's newest animated feature retained the top spot for the second week in a row, with a weekend total of $12.7 million, bringing its total box office haul to $58 million. Sony's Ghostbusters Afterlife took the second place spot, earning $10.35 million, while Ridley Scott's star-studded House of Gucci took in almost $6.8 million to secure third place. Rounding out the top five were Fathom's Christmas with the Chosen, The Messengers, with a weekend gross of $4.1 million, and Marvel's The Eternals, keeping steady in its fifth weekend with $3.9 million and bringing its total domestic box office haul to $156.5 million. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Now, time to tell you all about our number three pick, The Bachelorette, because the men will tell all this week as Michelle's suitors reunite for a night of drama, reconciliation, and even a few tears. Natch. Fifteen of the former housemates will have the chance to work through their differences and attempt to explain their missteps. Cough, Jamie, cough. And while some may accept responsibility for their actions, others will have trouble facing the truth. Later, Michelle herself arrives to reconnect with her former beaus and share sweet moments with some of the guys. But what will she say to those who seem to put their worst foot forward? Cough, Jamie, cough. And Martin, too, for that matter. Here is a clip from the episode. 
Martin definitely rubbed some of you guys the wrong way, especially you, Olu. Why was that? Back <laughs> at it. I mean, you guys, you guys saw, like I said, Martin is two-faced. I mean, preaching one thing to us and then preaching another thing to her. You know, I just sniffed that out from the beginning. Um, I'm a very honest person. Sometimes I don't express myself the way I'd like to. Um, and I wish I wouldn't have in that moment. But the moment that you were in the car, you talked about how you feel sad for me. Why did you feel that it was okay to belittle yeah. me? And because... So at no point did I think that it was okay. So that's why I'm here as a man apologizing for what I said in that very moment. You were a person who just constantly talked about not wavering from who you are. And like, is that who you are? Yeah, Martin, is it? Answer the question. Well, if that is not enough for all of you, we'll also get a look at the upcoming finale, a sneak peek at Clayton's season of The Bachelor, and of course, everyone's favorite tradition, bloopers. It all begins tonight at 9 on ABC. It's trivia time. New bachelor Clayton Eckerd had a very brief career in the NFL when he was signed by what team in 2016? The Kansas City Chiefs, the Minnesota Vikings, or the Seattle Seahawks? Stay tuned for the answer. Number two. Now it's time to dig up our number two pick, Landscapers. Olivia Coleman and David Thewlis star in this new four-part limited series from HBO, which tells a rather, let's say, unique love story based on real events. Thewlis and Coleman play Chris and Susan Edwards, a seemingly ordinary British couple who become the focus of an extraordinary investigation when two dead bodies are discovered in the back garden of a house, with Chris and Susan having apparently concealed their murder of Susan's parents for 15 years. What follows is a compelling combination of true crime and cinematic homage, anchored by great, as always, performances by Coleman and Thulis. Here's a preview. It's just you and me. We just have to stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Susan? Oh, hello. 16 years ago, William and Patricia Witcherly each shot twice and buried in the rear garden of their own house. Susan Edwards, along with her husband Christopher, then set about concealing both the deaths for the next 15 years. Yes. No comment. This your signature? No comment. It's okay, Susan, you oh, can answer. Sorry, that's my signature, sorry. As EW's own Clark Collis put it, Terrific Olivia Coleman performances are like buses. Miss one, and another will be along in a minute. But the difference is, you really don't want to miss any of them. So don't miss Landscapers, premiering tonight at 9 on HBO and streaming on HBO Max. Stick around, folks. Today's number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, 
their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuitsandjam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, A Charlie Brown Christmas made its debut on CBS 56 years ago this week on December 9th, 1965. The first animated TV special based on Charles Schultz's Peanuts comic strip, A Charlie Brown Christmas defied all conventions for TV animation at that time, from its voice cast of child actors to its melancholic tone to its jazz soundtrack, and was produced on a small budget in just six months with work completed only 10 days before its broadcast premiere. While both the creators and the network believed the special would bomb, A Charlie Brown Christmas became an instant hit, with an estimated 15 million households tuning into its first broadcast and earned rave reviews from critics, going on to win an Emmy Award and a prestigious Peabody Award. The special has aired annually in the U.S. every year since its debut and will again air this year on PBS on Sunday, December 19th. A Charlie Brown Christmas, along with several other Peanuts holiday specials, is also available to stream on Apple TV+. And now it's beginning to look a lot like it's time for our number one pick, Michael Bublé's Christmas in the City. The crooner is celebrating the 10th anniversary of his chart-topping Christmas album with this new holiday special, executive produced by Lorne Michaels and presented from Studio 8H in Rockefeller Center. Bublé will be joined by an assortment of special guests for musical performances and comedy sketches, including the biggest star of them all, Kermit the Frog. Here is a clip from the special featuring Kermit. The Muppet star is just one of the special guests joining Bublé on the stage in the special. Others include Leon Bridges, Camila Cabello, Jimmy Fallon, and Ted Lasso's Hannah Waddingham. I recently spoke to Bublé about bringing all that talent together for Christmas in the City. What a magical special, man. I mean, number one, Lorne Michaels is a genius. When that man produces and the whole SNL crew comes to rally behind you, when you get to work in that studio... When you get someone like Jimmy Fallon, when you get somebody like Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso, when you get Camila Cabello, when you get Kermit the Frog from Sesame Street News to come, when you get Leon Bridges, what you get is 
a bunch of people that are more talented than me, honestly. You know, when I saw the list of people who were going to be part of this special, I mean, some greats, as you mentioned, but I got really excited when I saw Hannah Waddingham's name. Wow. I mean, what a like year and a half she is having people uh, who did not know her from uh, musical theater getting to discover her talents via Ted Lasso. Uh, what can you tell me about that performance? Do you know about us? Have you ever heard about us? No, no. It's interesting. So the reason she's on the show is because 16 years ago, I went to go see her in Spamalot and we became really great friends. And I was in love with her. I just thought she was the greatest human being ever. And I couldn't understand why people didn't see what I saw. And all those years, we would talk about the struggle. And I would say to her, they're going to find out, dude. They're going to find out. And you know what? They found out. And when Ted Lasso hit, I was more than pumped, it's, it's an understatement. When she won the Emmy, I cried like a little baby because I felt like I won the Emmy. And when Lauren called me and we were talking about putting this guest list together, he said, Michael, who do you want? And I said, I want Hannah Waddingham. She was the first one. I love that story so much. A very heartwarming Christmas story for you. You can tune in to Michael Buble's Christmas in the City starting tonight at 10 on NBC. And one more thing for my interview with Buble. You know, I couldn't let him go without also asking, what you watching? Oh, boy. There's so many I've been watching. Oh, The Morning Show. I love The Morning Show. I actually just wrote Reese Witherspoon to tell her how, because she's such a great human. And I just wrote her and I was like, dude, this, I'm, I'm so addicted to this. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so good. That's a great, that's a great show. You know a movie I just saw on the airplane? You know what, the guy, I love him so much. He's in Sherlock Holmes, and he play, he's in the Marvel movies. He's With ben, the, Benedict Cumberbatch? Uh, Benedict. Yeah, he's in, a, he's in a movie where he's, he plays like a reluctant spy, and he has to go off to stop Russia. What a beautiful, what, what a wonderful performance. What an understated performance. He's a wonderful actor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, physically, he changed so much for the role. I just thought it was a, a really lovely really emotional movie. That movie is The Courier, which was released in March and also stars Rachel Brosnahan and Jesse Buckley. EW's Leah Greenblatt gave the movie a B plus, writing, quote, The Courier might not be a great film in the end, but it is a satisfying good one. A story that's at its best when it colors outside the black and white lines of war and hones in on the real fallible men and women who fight it. You can currently stream that movie on Amazon Prime Video. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. New Bachelor Clayton Eckerd was signed by what NFL team in 2016? The Kansas City Chiefs, the Minnesota Vikings, or the Seattle Seahawks? You might say his football career was for the birds. The answer is the Seahawks. Eckerd was signed as a tight end in July 2016 and cut from the team a little over one month later. He's forthright about his brief NFL tenure on his LinkedIn page, calling it, quote, a unique experience I was blessed to be part of. Gotta love a guy with a positive attitude. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. 
I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. What to watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall.